This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 108. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. This is the podcast where I highlight books and I suck out all the actionable nuggets. I kind of summarize and give you the quote unquote Coles notes versions of the books. <laughs> the joke is, is that I do, I speed read and I'm obsessed with reading and books and knowledge and all the wisdom that these authors put into their books so that they can share their experience and knowledge with everybody else so that we can learn. I'm definitely obsessed with it. And that is what this podcast is all about. So my goal is for you to get the most that you can get out of these books. But of course, if something sparks your interest, I always recommend purchasing the book and supporting the author because let's face it, they put so much love, energy, research, knowledge, skills into these books and these book creations. And it takes so much work. And obviously we want to support the authors, but here's a nice highlight of these books because sometimes let's face it, it's good to have little reminders. Plus it's nice to delve into some of the actionable nuggets that you can apply to your life right away. So Today, we are going to go into the book that I highlighted. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. It is by Viktor Frankl, and this book is so good. It was written a very long time ago, but it is still one of the best sellers. It's still right up there in terms of like must-read books, in terms of, you know, positive psychology. And this book came right, Viktor Frankl, like this was a memoir basically of he walks us through his description of a life in these Nazi death camps that he lived in. Can you believe it? And it's the lessons that he learned all about spiritual survival. And so this book is so great because it really does allow us to see life from a very different perspective and also to really understand what it what is meaning of life and how we can apply this to our life. And you know what? He the, the other book he wrote, the first book that he wrote that was like this, oh my God, that was such a hard sentence for me to get out. <laughs> he first called it Saying Yes to Life in Spite of Everything. And I actually really loved that title, Saying Yes to Life in Spite of Everything, because let's face it, sometimes, you know what? Life gives us challenges. Life gives us struggle. And um, you know what? Actually, though, like when you listen to his book, Man's Search for Meaning, this is profound because what he lived through is you know what? The struggle that I'm going through pales in comparison. And I just really enjoyed this perspective. And it was actually a really um, horrible experience that he's been through. And so many have been through. And what's great is that we can learn from that experience and we can gain so much knowledge from what he teaches us. So he does take us through and exposes us to the time that he had while he was in these death camps. And he does walk us through that through his book and all his learning that he, he is a psychiatrist and all the learning that he uh, discovered while going through um, the experience that he went through, right? That's what these books are. They're a mixture, right? Amalgamation of experience as well as knowledge. And that's what this book is all about. So based on his own experience and the experiences of others, he 
later discovered um, so many things that he can offer us, right? He argues that we cannot avoid suffering and that we can choose how we cope with it. So we can't avoid suffering, but we can actually choose how we're going to cope with that suffering. We can find meaning in it and we can move forward with a renewed purpose in life. The suffering does not have to go to waste. And I use that expression all the, all the time, like struggle well. <laughs> um, so not never letting suffering go to waste. And he talked about it, that we can choose how to cope with it. We can't choose and we can't avoid sometimes suffering at all. So this is a wonderful approach. So Frankel actually created his own theory called logotherapy, which is from the Greek word logos, which means meaning. And uh, he talks about how um, our primary drive in life is not for pleasure, um, but rather the discovery and the pursuit of what we personally find meaningful. And so he really does walk us through this wonderful um this wonderful journey that he went through, through concentration camps and how he was forced to work with little food. If you were tired or fatigued, that you were hit or you were killed, um, that if people were deemed unfit or unhealthy, that they were actually killed right away. Uh, and during all this time, he kept thinking and he kept noticing and he kept making mental notes about what was going on. And he was noticing how some people who would succumb to death or to being killed and he also noticed um, the other people that were surviving in this. And as long as a person had a reason to live, and he called it a why, that he was able to face any obstacle that may arise. And this is so powerful. And within his book, he talked about, he discovered that in order to have this reason to live, it's not, it's not necessary to have any expectations of life, but he did say that you, you want to have a why, a reason to live, that that is the most important element to get us through struggle. And uh, he also talked that it's absolutely essential to have a reason to live. Otherwise we're just somebody waiting to die. <laughs> it sounds so morbid, but that is the way he put it within his book. And it's true, right? So he said that um, the reason most of the prisoners did not survive was because they um, abandoned their reason to be. They abandoned their, their hope. They abandoned their reason to live because their situation took control of their will. When, like, So in the end, it took over control of their own actions. It took control over their will. And then eventually, you know, what their environment became too much of a strong influence on their situation. So Frankel really does talk about the importance of love and he talks about the importance of hope and he talks about how it can love can actually guide us in the darkest of moments. And he talked about how um, he would think about his pregnant wife um, and that feelings of love and the memories of love is actually what kept him going. Isn't that so beautiful? Oh my gosh. Anyway, so losing hope can be fatal, he talks about, and he talks about while well, keeping it alive can save our lives. And um, as we did, as you remember, I highlighted the book called Learned Hopefulness by um, 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 ta Dan Tamasulo. Sorry, I could not remember his name there for a second. Dan ta Tamasulo, Learned Hopefulness, such a good book. Um, and, and this is really, this, this book is also about building that hope, right? Um, because hope is that emotion that is available to us when we are, you know, married in a bunch of other negative emotions that don't feel comfortable. So Frankel, he walks us through the lessons that he discovered while he was in these death camps. 
And so the key takeaways that um, I took away while while reading this book is that um, the lesson, one of the lessons was the why is the key. And just knowing your why and why it is that you're here and embracing that um, allows us to have a will to live. And having a why to live is essential so you know what you want for yourself. So you're willing to do what you have to do in your life so you 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 get you get your wishes fulfilled. And so our goal, our aim, our focus, right? The how it, it will present itself um, and we will have problems and we will have struggles. And he talks about though, it's the why that becomes that beacon in the storm. It's the the light, it, you know, at the lighthouse when you're in a storm. So the why is your guiding principle and that is what's going to keep you moving forward. So this why gives you a reason to live. So instead of looking at life at what it, what life might bring to you consider instead like why are you here what do you have to bring to life and it was that shift that really resonated with me right it's like instead of thinking like why why is this why you know and just kind of sitting back and wondering like instead of looking at life like you know what's it going to bring to you what's your life going to bring you flip it it's like why am I here and what am I going to bring to life and that's more powerful so when we have that will to live he talked about that we'll never lose hope. We'll never lose our way. And that becomes your guiding principle. I thought that was so powerful and I completely agree with that. So um, he also, one of the lessons is even without expectations, we can find reasons to live. And so what he meant by that is that like when we're faced with challenge, many people lose faith in life in general and um, we lose the, you know, the purpose of our own existence. So, but we do not need to have expectations in order to have a reason to live. So we don't need to wait for anything. We, we just need to find meaning. So um, the reality is, is that, um, we can think about an incident, you know, in your life and, um, what were you, what were your expectations? So expectations, um, they, we don't need to have expectations in order to have a will to live. You can still have a will to live. Um, and, you know, if you think about like what happened, if you did not have a reason to live in, you know, those challenging situations, if you didn't have a reason for what you're doing, um, it it makes it that much harder, right? That we, but finding that reason to live is really essential. It's that guiding principle. So we need to stop asking what's life going to bring us. Uh, and we need to start asking ourselves what, life are we going to bring to life, right? So what do we mean to life? Like, what are we bringing to the world? And it's just that shift and that nuance. Instead of expecting things to come to us, um, it's that shift in nuance about what we mean to life. What is it that we're showing up? What is it that's our path, our destiny? And um, that it's really shifting from that place of expecting to a shift of thinking of what you have to bring. I hope I explained that well. It was a little is definitely a wonderful shift in perspective. Uh, He also talked the major lesson within his book is that love is our salvation. Love is the main theme of many stories. If you think about poems and movies and books, right? Love means different things to different people, but Frankel really does explain within his book that love goes beyond all emotions. It goes beyond all misfortunes. It goes beyond all struggles and challenges that we we might endure. And it really overcomes, it overcomes and it really does allow us to um, propel us forward in life. 
So he talks, I love the way he put in his book, he talks about love being an illuminator. So love illuminates us, it guides us, it conquers everything that um, might make us abandon our hope. Love helps us build that hope emotion. And uh, that's the way he put it in his book and it's so beautiful, right? Love can provide small moments of happiness even when we feel, you know, that the world around us isn't happy and isn't good and doesn't feel good. Um, Love can bring us those small moments of happiness and that it's really our salvation in this world. Even in the darkest, and harshest of environments, such as the concentration camps. Um, So it is through love that we're really guided and we're able to find, it's an antidote to the darkness. And I love the way he put that in his book. Another lesson that I took away is that um, our uh, that he mentioned that is our bodies are very resistant. Our bodies are strong, and he talked about that our minds and our bodies are very adaptable. And in positive psychology, we always talk about neuroplasticity. We talk about the wiring of our brain. We talk about that our brains are malleable or changeable, and they're not just hardwired. And so, and that we are as humans very resilient. And that's what he talked about in his book as well. So the human body and mind are very adaptable, they're um, evolutionary, and they're strong, and they can resist more than we think is what he talked about, and he's seen it firsthand. He also talked about our environment does not determine our will. And this is important, right? Because sometimes we feel like we're a product of our environment. So it is our environment that makes decisions for us, but it makes us who we are. Who we are really makes up this environment, really influences and determines. Our will is actually what, regardless of our environment, is what it is that um, creates our reality for ourselves. So we are not slaves to our circumstances, in other words. And he really does emphasize that within his book and that um, we're not totally determined by our environment because each person has the power to choose what he or she wants to do or believe in a certain situation, regardless of the environment and regardless of the circumstance. So we could be presented with the exact same environment, but how we choose to uh, believe and how we choose to process what is going on, uh, it determines how we experience the environment. So nobody can steal that freedom from you. And I love the way he put that in his book. Um, And that, you know what, you want to analyze how much power the environment is playing on your situation because you can determine how you, you can choose how you, you want that environment to influence you. Um, so he also talked about, um, choosing the meaning of our own fate. So when circumstances and and things happen to us or our life, there is full of experiences of all kinds, but it's how we can decide to, we can approach those situations. Oh my gosh, I'm having troubles talking today. (laughs) We can approach these situations in very different ways, right? We can see them as a good experience or we can interpret them as a bad experience. We get to choose how we see what happens to us. And this is so powerful. This is the key to a lot of things. And what he talked about when in his book is we, we make meaning out of our experiences. So what attitude that, that you take and what attitude that you're going to put with them is really important. So 
The idea here is that we often ignore happy or joyful experiences that make us feel good. And it's essential to really focus on that. But the thing is that we are going to have suffering. We are going to have challenging times. So it's the meaning that we place on that suffering that really determines what we learn from it, how we grow, um, you know, the level of happiness that we have in our life. It's the meaning we associate with things. So in positive psychology, we call this the growth mindset. Carol Dweck's work on mindset. And when we look at things from a learner perspective and a growth perspective, when we attach me like, okay, this is an opportunity to grow, then it really does change the dynamics of the experience and the suffering or the challenge that we're going through. So I, I did really, really love that part of the book and just also about how we must see the greatest problems and challenging is challenges rather as opportunities to learn, to improve, to evolve ourselves. So, you know what, life isn't just, you know, going to be, I always say sunshine and butterflies, like there's going to be challenges. Um, and so, yeah, so think about an incident in your life, like how did it affect you? And then also think, what did you learn from that incident? Chances are you learned a lot and it made you a different person than you were before. And there, these lessons can be really, really helpful in our lives. And, um, and hope is actually really important too. So he did talk about, um, logo therapy and his, like how it can be very useful and practical and just attaching meaning to things. So he developed this practical theory called logo therapy to help people focus on building a better future, restoring the, their, your own life and also helping them to find purpose, to help them guide them through throughout their lives. And, um, so he did also talk about, um, hope and how hope can literally save us from death. And think about a time where you were going through a situation, you're going through a challenge and think about it. If you didn't have any hope, how would your situation have been different? So hope gives us that remarkable motivation and it also brings well-being. Our minds and bodies are connected and with hope, it really does allow us to approach things with positive energy and the positive energy of hope from our minds and our thoughts becomes so critical for our well-being and for you know moving forward and how we can get motivated and take action and find meaning and purpose within the struggle. So that's it. This book, oh my gosh, there is so much in this book. Like I highly recommend, um, you know, purchasing the book and reading it and supporting the author, obviously. And it is like the main takeaways for me were um, that we always need a reason to live, that love goes beyond all suffering. I also took away that our environment is a major influence. However, it does not control our will. I also loved um, the part where he says, thinking about that we have a reason, finding our own reason to live. But in that, like searching for our own meaning, it's like, what do what do we mean to life? Like, what do we bring to life? That stood out for me profoundly. Like, what does life expect of us? <laughs> it's really, instead of having these expectations of what life's going to bring us, it's like, what does life expect of us? How are we supposed to show up here? And, you know, like what we mean to life. And I just found that that was that nuance and that shift was so powerful. But anyway, that's it. Man's Search for Meaning by Victor Frankel. And it is such a great book. I hope you got a lot out of it, a lot of takeaways and uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. So you get, I've got awesome episodes coming up and some author interviews.
interviews and some bonus episodes so you don't want to miss them. So make sure you hit subscribe so they can come right to your inbox right away. And I'm so excited for our things that are coming up. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have a wonderful day. Bye. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show. 